0: Welcome to the Rebel Rising podcast. This podcast is dedicated to trailblazing, rule-breaking business owners who want to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and earn more money by growing their business into a movement. And I'm Dr. Michelle Mazur, the instigator and creator of the Three Word Rebellion. Let's do this. Hey Rebel, how are you doing? No, really how are you doing? Because I've noticed lately that my patience is growing thin and my anger some days, well, it's barely under the surface. I've grown restless as the boredom and the monotony of stay home, stay safe has really gotten to me and it doesn't take much to send me spiraling like the other day my downstairs neighbor decided that she would spray paint with toxic paint in her non-ventilated apartment stinking up the whole entire building and that just sent me into a rage not to mention was burning my nose my eyes and headaches galore in my household so that was super fun so as I was thinking about what conversation that you and I needed to have right now, I thought about this conversation that I had pre-COVID with my friend and client, Brody Welch, about self care. And self-care is one of those words that gets thrown about all the time. We talked about what self-care is. And trust me, it's not pedicures and massages. Not that we could get a pedicure if we wanted to right now. But it's really about how we treat ourselves, how we respect ourselves. As I reread the transcript for this conversation, I knew that you and I needed to hear this conversation because it was balm to my ragged nerves and my soul. So Brody Welch is a licensed acupuncturist, board-certified herbalist, and self-care strategist. Brody helps self-aware, high-achieving women break the cycle of stress, overwhelm, and self-sabotage so they can enjoy the lives they're working so hard to create and truly embody self respect. Her holistic self-care boot camp, Level Up Your Life, helps women bridge the gap between what they know they should be doing to take care of themselves and actually doing it without feeling guilty. She's also the creator and host of A Healthy Curiosity, the podcast that explores what it takes to be well in a busy world. So let's talk about taking care of yourself, embodying compassion and respect for yourself. Because there's Never been a better time to have this conversation, and we each need it. So, before we dive into this delightfully deep conversation, a word from our sponsor. Hey Rebel, I wanted to let you know the exciting news that you can now download the number one Amazon bestselling book, The Three Word Rebellion to your Kindle. That way you can start working on your one of a kind message right now. And the best part is that you'll have access to a special 57-page workbook that simulates the experience of having the physical book without having to wait for the postman to deliver it to you. Even better, there are two new three-word rebellion case studies to get your creative juices flowing. So go grab your copy at 3WRBook.com. That's the number 3WRBook.com. And you'll get the precise framework that calls in the right people, grows your business, and spreads your message throughout the world. Hi, Brody. Welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm super psyched to be here, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, before we dive into the three-word rebellion questions, why don't you tell everyone a little about you and your business? Sure. Well,
1: I have had a Chinese medicine practice, so acupuncture, herbs, and coaching people into what balance looks like from a Chinese medicine perspective, which is where health lives, uh, for well, since 2003. Over the years, I've watched very highly motivated, very smart, self-aware women not able to kind of prioritize the self-care assignments that I would give them at the end of each treatment. And so my work has evolved into creating a coaching container for helping people implement and bridge the gap between what they know they should be doing to take care of themselves and actually doing it. So I'm still in clinic a couple days a week, but I also work with people all over the place on health coaching from a Chinese medicine perspective. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap. Like, it's one thing to go
0: in and get a treatment. It's quite the other thing to be able to implement what you need to do
1: on exactly. your own. Exactly. And it really all does work together because Chinese medicine, one of the branches is acupuncture, another is herbs, but lifestyle and diet is one of the branches of medicine. And so if, if you're if you're working on insomnia or stress or fertility or whatever it is, and you know, your, what you do day in and day out is going to be far more powerful than what a practitioner does in a given office visit, no matter who you're seeing.
0: Mm, yes. So what
1: are you rebelling against? I was thinking about that before we hopped on to this conversation. I think what I'm rebelling against could be everything from patriarchy and capitalism <laughs> down to the very specific notion that women have to earn the right to take care of themselves and the our cultural yang addiction, to use a Chinese medicine term.
0: Mm. So, tell me a little bit more about this idea that women have to earn the right to take care of
1: themselves. What does that look like? Well, there's this notion of self-care that gets kicked around all the time that I... I used to call myself a self-care strategist, but because of the baggage around the word self-care that I feel like it's accumulated in recent years, I just kind of can't go there anymore. But the the idea that that we're supposed to work harder than the guy sitting next to us in order to earn less money, that we have the bigger share of the housework and the kid care and the care of aging parents and probably even the pets, really. I don't know if there've been mm-hmm. studies on that, but but really that, that women have all these expectations of taking care of other people and and showing up in a certain way in order to prove ourselves worthy at work. This idea that self-care is a pedicure or like a one and done spa day or like the, the exception rather than like a compartmentalized thing that's not that's not integrated in the very fabric of our lives. And so what I see that that deeply bothers me is women especially living from a place of energy depletion all the time. Mm -hmm. Basically like work doing trying to cram more in a day than can can really honestly belong there without dipping into our reserves and doing and, and having this sense of time compression. Like there isn't enough time to get it all done. Which In Chinese medicine and in allopathic medicine, right, stress is gonna be one of the leading causes of everything that goes wrong in the body. Like we just weren't meant to feel like life is an emergency all the time. And so because of this desire to do more and to, to show to to kind of project this image that everything's perfect and shiny and that and to meet these expectations on how we're supposed to care for other people and what we're supposed to be doing for our jobs, it's really easy to deny or to consider selfish the things, just our basic needs, right? Like just going to sleep when we're tired or getting up to stretch our shoulders after being at the computer for three hours or even just stopping to pee. I mean, really, <laughs> it gets down to the super <laughs> basics. And and I feel like we need to we need to get real about that and And acknowledge the fact that if somebody, if some external force, if some like mansplaining dude were were saying to you or to me, like... What are you doing like taking a break in the middle of the day to relax or have a cup of tea or meditate or exercise like what you, you're you're totally self-indulgent you're you're totally selfish you're totally lazy like we'd probably tell that guy to like you know back the f up you know and just like uh-huh. that we we wouldn't take that from anybody else and yet for ourselves we we plow on through we are our own um, we've sort of internalized this this idea that what we accomplish, the, the young aspect is more important than who we are, or the being aspect, or that using identifying with the mind more than the body or the soul. Uh, yes.
0: And, you know, thinking of all of like the business owners and entrepreneurs I have listening to this show, like the trade-offs that they go through of like, yeah, not getting up and stretching after you've been at your computer for a while. Or I remember this story, I think it's Denise Duffield-Thomas tells it of this coach that she knows who was like peeing in a like Gatorade bottle, like so she didn't have to like go to the bathroom in between coaching sessions.
1: Yeah, that would be on the extreme end of things. But I I would submit that we all have maybe not all of us, but it's a very common pathology for, for us to do things like I caught myself you know the other day like eating over the sink, like shoveling food It's like, come on now. like don't I deserve a plate, Don't I deserve to sit down and actually put myself into a parasympathetic state so that I can digest the food that I'm eating that's like all beautiful, organic, you know blah blah, blah highly prefaced food. But yeah, that idea that that we wouldn't expect a friend to do that. We wouldn't expect a guest to do that. And yet we expect ourselves to do that on a regular basis. great. Mm-hmm
0: yeah well and you know we always receive this message it's like oh yeah well it's just like hustle and push through and deliver and get up at 5 a.m so you get like extra hours to be productive and it's part of the messaging that
1: entrepreneurs and business owners receive absolutely and and even in how we're taught to think about our ideal client of like you know or just that what do they secretly want well they want to get more done it's like we'll do you know, like, yes, I, I like of, I mean, I can make an argument that when we get really good sleep, we have really good focus, right? We need to go into the yin in order to have good yang, right? That mm-hmm. we all know that on four days of not enough sleep, we're not going to be at our creative best, at all. Yes. And so, so like on some level, we get this, that they, this idea that, that we do need good, solid yin in order to perform our best. But the notion that that's the only thing that matters, that how you show up in your job, doing your best creative work, um, yes, obviously that's important, but so is just how you feel so is just for its own sake, you feeling like you're moving through life at your own pace from a place of ease. It's also the kind of presence that you bring to the people that you encounter in the world, whether they're your clients or your loved ones, uh, that being able to hold space for someone, being able to react from a place of presence rather than reactivity is predicated on how much we've, we've filled up the well mmm
0: yes 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 that reminds me like last week I had four client sessions in a day which is something I never do because I know that my brain kind of slides out of my head after three because of all the creative work and I always have this belief when I have days like this I'm always like there is always more than enough time and I move through my day with that belief and sure enough like one of my clients she's just like oh I just had something come up Michelle is there any way we could push back. And I was like, yes, because I only had one client session the next day. I was like, I have all afternoon free tomorrow. And she's like, oh, me too. And I was like, ah. And then she was apologizing profusely the next day. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I was like, because there's always more than
1: enough time. And she's like, oh, I love that. <laughs> well, and and in in a sense, it's like her putting her attention where it needed to be al- allowed you to not overextend. Yeah. It happened to work out that way.
0: Yes. No, and it but- was just this beautiful, yeah, like it's it it just felt you yeah, know expansive and in flow and better than us trying to push through
1: and her trying to do get work done that she didn't have the bandwidth to. Absolutely, and I would submit to that you 're allowed to stick with your, you know recognizing that three is is enough, <laughs> like letting three be enough for real yes, yes, exactly exactly,
0: so we 're already kind of um, hinting at this, but i
1: 'm curious like what kind of change do you want to create in the world with your work? I would love to see a world where we treated ourselves like we would want someone that we cared about to treat themselves. Mm. I would love to see a world where we honor our being as well as our doing, how it feels, not just how it looks, and where we're really moving from a place of alignment with our inner values and staying within this idea of integrity with our own energy so that we're not robbing from tomorrow's energy to get through today.
0: Mm, can you tell me a little bit more about that, like staying in integrity with your own energy?
1: Yeah. So in Chinese medicine, there there's the three treasures. And that so we think about life energy or chi is something that we like we get chi from the air we breathe the food that we eat and the positive digestion of our life experience also from it's, it's restored by sleep there's also the the, the jing is like our reserve energy. It's this reservoir that we dip into when we're doing too much. You can also think about it as like using the adrenal glands, uh, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. living living in a fight or flight state, which is utterly unsustainable and biologically very expensive and throws off hormones and throws off immunity and throws off literally everything. So if we can... So if we think about the jing as like the principle in our bank account and our chi, like that, that which we're able to create on a regular basis, like you go for, you know, you, um, go for a walk, you feel energized, right? You've, you've just oxygenated your blood. You have uh, really nourishing food. You, you've just put some energy in. It, being able to, to use that energy without dipping into our reserves means that we're basically living off of the interest in the bank account instead of dipping into the principle. And that is living sustainably. Mm and yes. so if we're constantly dipping into into the well we are essentially aging ourselves much more rapidly than we would be and we're also kind of using up this precious substance that that we that we were supposed to be able to draw on when we need it and you know that that can be that, that basically helps us stay healthy and so when that well runs dry it's, things are more likely to break in our bodies. And so it's the kind of thing where to be resilient, we need to be on a regular basis, just be getting real. Like, are you overextending your energy budget? Are you trying to make your days longer by making your nights shorter? Are you trying to, um, in a sense, that prop up this notion of who you think you need to be in the world, right? Perfectionism, people-pleasing, mm-hmm. these kinds of things, instead of acknowledging the full totality of your being, yeah. as opposed to just that survival strategy that you might be employing. Ooh.
0: So this also sounds like deeper and harder work around some boundaries because it sounds like sometimes you're going to have to say no to things that maybe initially you said yes to because you're going, you thought you would have the energy for and then at the end of the day, you realize like, nope, I am not going to be able to do that. Right. But so,
1: how do we, yeah, like how do you get started <laughs>
0: So, where do we start?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really, that's a good question. <laughs> I know, that's a big because question. Because it, <laughs> it kind of depends on what you, uh, like, well, if we think about, like, what is it, if we think about, like, what trait do you think is so essential to the survival of of your ego? Like, what do you identify with most? So, for example, um, let's say it is being a um, a loving, supportive partner and parent, and one of the ways that you show that is you always have you always cook dinner for your family, for example, mm-hmm. and you just don 't have it in you' it 's it's like you have to let go of the fact that you can still be a loving and supportive parent with your being you know like that you don 't actually have to to throw in a doing in order to meet that. <laughs> you can still honor your values just by uh, by maybe uh, you know doing uh, making yourself a salad. You know, making yourself something simple, letting everybody else fend for themselves, but being able to greet them with a smile, being able to, to hold space, it, you know, it, emotionally, for example, if you just don't feel like you have it in you to cook a meal for the whole family. Yeah. So things like that, we're just maybe it, it requires looking at at how we identify um as as a human, what survival strategies we might have used to um, get through our childhood, but that maybe are outdated and that we can break up with, because so many times, right? Like how many? Like all of us know we need to be exercising and sleeping and nourishing ourselves with food and maybe meditating, or or maybe there are things that we want to be doing in order to feel joyful and self actualized, whether that's art or writing or you know just anything that makes us happy that um, mm-hmm. that that we're not necessarily making time for. It's like in or the reason that we're not doing that, if we look at our rationale for why we override our desire to do those things, we can pretty much see like kind of that what, what it is we're buying into, like where it is we might be young addicted, where it is that we might be um, caught up in a false belief about how we need to move through the world. And so mm-hmm. it's, a, so really kind of just, I would say like that as far as step one is like look at look at next time you override your body's need or your heart's desire, what are you telling yourself? Mm. And then you get to question if that's true or not. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the story I'm telling myself is. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. If the story you're telling yourself is that you can't rest until, you know, take a break, exercise, fill in the blank of whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, which are uh, pretty pretty agreed upon <laughs> across mm-hmm. all medical philosophies that if you are if you're doing that being able to to catch yourself in the moment and and recognize that when you do those things you're actually in a far better position to come back and be productive or to just be the kind of person that you want to be around Yes,
0: yes. It's so interesting as you were talking about that because I have this thing around deadlines. Like I'm like, I always meet my deadlines. I always meet my deadlines. And we were talking right before the show how I'm having a little bit of seasonal affect disorder this winter. And I had a client deliverable due yesterday and I was just so tired. And so I sent my client a boxer message and I was like, hey, I hope it's okay, but I'm just not going to get this to you today. I'll get it to you tomorrow. Is that all right? And she boxed me back and she's like oh i have that too she's like i'm not going to even be able to look at it until monday so you can just have the weekend i'm like oh <laughs> Like, oh, I can wonderful. always ask for more time, right? Yeah, exactly. It's,
1: like that, communicating be is it like really taking a stand for yourself? You know that, like, yes. hey, I'm dealing with something that I can't control here, and so, um, really asking for, really honoring your humanity, uh, your your full humanity, not just you, the worker bee
0: oh yeah and when you develop like good solid relationships with other people they want to honor your being as well and i think because we're always so caught up in our doing like we forget that sometimes
1: yes exactly and at the same time when we when we do these things on a regular basis when we when we say like yeah look i i i really um I need an extra day on this, or when you when you when you take a stand, when you draw that kind of a boundary, you're giving everyone else in that you encounter permission to do the same when they need to. And in that sense, we're really Shifting the culture away from that glorification of busy and that idea of, of pushing, striving, upward, outward energy, all that yang energy mm-hmm. that we're, we're giving space for the yin. We're letting it be okay to go into to this pulsation of, of going yin so that we can go yang. I love it. I love it. So my last question for you is,
0: if everyone acted on this change you're seeking to
1: create, what would the world be like? Well, we'd be far healthier, first of all. <laughs> we would be more relaxed, right? We would have more connected conversations, right? Have you ever tried to have a connected conversation when you're like speeding 90 miles an hour down the mm. highway with tight shoulders and neck and clenched jaw? You know, it's like you can't do it nearly as well. So we would have we would have a healthier culture. We'd have a more connected culture. We would have a more humane culture based mm. on the rhythms of human beings instead of the 40-hour work week dictated by what's optimal for machines and we would have a more profoundly feminist culture right where we are allowed to uh, to honor our our inner dimensions um, our our emotions, our souls, what's mm-hmm. our inner values, as opposed to just the speed and productivity of, of being capitalist worker bees. <laughs> so we would still get things done. We would still be creative. Be creative. We would still be world changing, committed to our values. Uh, we just wouldn't be running ourselves into the ground in order to do it. And we would be feeling powerful and confident because we would be showing up for ourselves. And every time, and really that my, my rebellion, my three-word rebellion, which I haven't even said yet, oh yeah, is embodying self-respect. Mm. We would embody self-respect from that place of feeling deeply connected to our own sense of self-worth. We would be acting in accordance with that, and yeah. we would be really owning a new level of feeling confident in, our, in who we are and what we do. Ah. Uh. I love it. I love it.
0: And with that, where can people find you online, Brody, if they want to connect with you?
1: I am two places. I am the podcast, A Healthy Curiosity, and I am at brodywelch.com. That's Brody with an I-E and Welch with a C-H.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation. I know so many people are going to get a
1: lot out of it. I so appreciate you being here. Oh, I love being able to get on my soapbox and rant about people embodying (laughs) self-respect because I do, I believe wholeheartedly and I want that for everyone out there listening. I want you to take care of yourselves with so much love. Mm. Thank Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Rising podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser.